American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Make Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us. Then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back. As liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. Pretend to be uh, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the, what is, oh, wow, it's March 1st, uh, the Ides of March. March 1st, 2022 edition of the National Intel Report. I'm your host for the day, Michael Herzog. Um, I just got notification, a couple things. First of all, uh, I'm having all kinds of technical issues, folks. Uh, the internet went out here about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, my time. And uh, I've been doinking around trying to figure out what's going on. Never did get it uh, fixed, so I'm broadcasting from my phone today. I hope there's really no difference in the audio. But uh, I I was talking to my producer, Mike, uh, just before the show, and he said that there's some updates on Ralph Winter Road. So I'm going to bring him up uh, at some point and uh, let him tell you about that. Uh, Be nice to hear his voice. He does all this work behind the scenes. It's like one of those things that the celebrity that goes unnamed. You know what I mean, folks? But anyway, um, you know, I, once again, I want to apologize, as I did last week, uh, when in the broadcast I did back in January, I predicted that there would be no outbreak of war in the Ukraine. Well, you know, I was a bit premature about my prediction, and I was only going by my own reasonable logic without really investigating the backstory behind the entire mess. So... Well, me being me, I decided this past week to take a bit of a deeper dive into the matter to determine why Vladimir Putin would launch such an invasion. Now, mind you folks, diving into a cesspool of lies and deception in order to find some truth, and I'm talking about all of the media, including some alternative media, that's not easy, as all the usual suspects in Western mainstream media seem to have been... uh, taking lessons from Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels. I wonder if Klaus Schwab's uh, World Economic Forum School of Globalists has a special class on training for this. Have a listen to this one, folks. This is uh, Nikki Haley, the former ambassador to the UN. Play clip one, Mike. Oh, Mikey. Well, thank you, Martha. First, I want to say it's a sad day. I mean, the idea that 
you know, Putin is a thug, a tyrant, a killer. Um, he's a horrible individual. And the fact that he has made this move on Ukraine, I can tell you in my protocol at the UN, one of the first meetings I was supposed to have was with Russia. I purposely met with Ukraine, the Ukrainian ambassador before I. OK, met that's with- enough of that. <laughs> Here's here's where I'm going with this, folks. I'm hearing all of these mainstream pundits, when, you know, uh, Bill O'Reilly, which I'll, you'll hear from him in a moment. You know, Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity and all these guys. Oh, Putin's a thug. He's a tyrant. He's a killer and a horrible individual. Well, okay. Show me something. Now, I know he's former KGB, okay. But, you know, I haven't seen the effects of Putin on my gas prices at the pump. I haven't heard Putin telling me I have to wear a mask. I haven't heard Putin trying to coerce me into getting vaccinated. You know, and maybe he is. Folks, really, I don't know. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people, picked them up in my Ubermobile that were from Russia, and they don't seem to profess the same sentiment there. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this. And by the way, folks, if there's somebody out there that knows something about Putin that I don't know, Please let me know, because I went in and, you know, they're talking about he's a killer and he's a thug and, oh, you know, he's he's trying to take over the world like Adolf Hitler. Well, I went in and looked at all of the records of the wars since World War Two from both, you know, the Russian government as well as the United States government. And sadly, I have to say that the United States government intervention far outweighs the Russian government's intervention, uh, intervention uh, behind Vladimir Putin. So, you know, if somebody has some input there about why he's such a bad guy, a thug killer and a tyrant, please let me know. But listen to this Bill O'Reilly in an interview with Donald Trump. This is very short, just 10 seconds. But Mike, go ahead and play clip number two. Yeah, he's a killer, though. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. You got a lot of killers. Why, you think our country's so innocent? Exactly. Great, great comeback, Donald Trump. According to to Bill O'Reilly, Putin is a killer. He is a killer. And Trump comes back very eloquently with, well, we have a lot of killers. Do you think our country's innocent? Uh, I can answer that question. The the answer is uh, unequivocally no. (laughs) But, you know, Putin is a killer. All these pundits talking about what a killer he is, you know, or what a thug or what a tyrant or what a horrible individual. Just demonizing the heck out of the guy, okay? Now, um, Sean Hannity reporting on listening to the experts, the analysts, and the officials, you know, anonymous, of course. Play clip number uh, clip number three, Mike. Uh, just about oh, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, sorry, Mike. That uh, Clip three, I just found out, is it, you sent the link twice, it looks like. What, who's that from? And I'll look it up real quick for you if you remember. Um... Okay, tell you what, I don't know who it's from. Like, <laughs> so, what, go ahead and kill what? that one. Okay. Moving right along, I think I think maybe we got it mixed up because clip number three is only about thirty seconds long, so that's okay. Okay, yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, they, they, they call Putin a hostile dictator, the largest incursion of war since Hitler's reign of terror. Be afraid, folks. Be very afraid. Keep those knees trembling. Okay, so before I go to the coup de gras of this, if you will. Hopefully Mike will have this one handy. I think it's clip four. <laughs> I want to comment a bit of the downright disgust I have for the seven-figure salaried commentators like Hannity, 
and others who, well, they, you know, they toe the party line to a degree. I mean, they, they sound like they're all about Republican and they're all about conservatives and all this stuff, right? But yet, on the other side of the coin, they, they belched forth this globalist propagandic narrative while at the same time knowing that part of their salary is coming from Big Pharma, either directly or indirectly. I'm just saying, folks. For me, it kind of puts a bit of a damper on everything that comes out of their mouth. And I've, you know, when I get in my car and I start Ubering in the afternoon, I used to turn on Hannity once in a while. And, and every once in a while, he'd have a caller that would call in and would start talking about the vaccine. And I never saw a better individual doing a lot of shucking and jiving and songing and dancing when it came to the subject of vaccines. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Go talk to your doctor. Blah, 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 blah. I can't comment on it. Well, that's because part of his salary is coming from the pharmaceutical companies. And how dare you, Sean, come out with anything negative about a pharmaceutical company or you're going to be out there without a job. That's why he does it. So, without provocation, without justification, okay, hold that thought because we're going to go into the coup de grace. This is the epitome of hypocrisy. I mean, this is Joe, which is going to have a, from what I understand, a State of the Union address tonight. I don't have mainstream TV. Probably see it on YouTube, maybe, but uh, that's if my Internet's working again. I'm sure it's, sure it's going to be the same slurs, the same, you know, I can't tie my shoes, Joe Biden. But anyway, he, he calls the epitome, or this is the epitome of hypocrisy, because Joe's sliding down the slippery slope of cognizant hide-and-seek Biden. Go ahead and play clip number four, Mike. The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine. Without provocation, without justification, without necessity, this is a premeditated attack. Vladimir Putin has been planning this for months, as we've been saying all along. He moved more than 175,000 troops, military equipment and positions, along the Ukrainian border. He moved blood supplies into position and built a field hospital, which uh, tells you all you need to know about his intentions all along. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. I just spoke with the G7 leaders this morning, and we're in full and total agreement. We will limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen to be part of the global economy. Will limit their ability to do that. Between our actions and those of our allies and partners, we estimate that we'll cut off more than half of Russia's high-tech imports. It will strike a blow to their ability to continue to modernize their military. It will degrade their aerospace industry, including their space program. It will hurt their ability to build ships, reducing their ability to compete economically. And it will be a major hit to Putin's long-term strategic ambitions. Our forces are not and will not be engaged in the conflict with Russia in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, 
but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me. But this aggression cannot go unanswered. If it did, the consequences for America would be much worse. America stands up to bullies. We stand up for freedom. This is who we are. We stand up to bullies. Stands up for freedom. Well, you know, (laughs) without provocation, without justification, without necessity. I want you to keep that thought in mind because we're going to explore that a bit later. Biden's saying that he had no provocation, no justification. Well, I kind of have a tendency to disagree with that just a little bit. Okay, Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. Well, we're going to explore that as well. Now, and he goes on to say that Putin will bear the consequences. Biden is going to limit Putin's ability to be part of the global economy. Hmm, I see. I wonder if it's possible that Putin doesn't really want to be a part of the global economy. This is just a thought. Biden's going to do everything in his power to limit America's pain at the gas pump. This is quote, critical, end quote, to him. So critical, folks, that right after he took office, he shut down the Keystone pipeline that caused our gas prices to shoot up, closing in now on $2 a gallon, in addition to what we were paying before. I was paying, I remember when he took office, I was paying $1.80 a gallon for gas. And I just filled up this morning, and it was almost, well, it's three sixty nine a gallon. That's the $1.89 a gallon more since he took office. Now, uh, it's critical to Biden? Well, you know, if it's so critical to Biden, why doesn't he just tell him to flip the switch and turn on the Keystone Pipeline? That statement in itself, folks, is tantamount to his buddy Obama telling us, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. It is ludicrous. America stands up to bullies. With sanctions, Joe? Now, hold that thought as well, folks, because I'll dissect in detail with my BS meter a little bit later. Putin's war, he started it without provocation, Joe? Really? Well, it's time to take that dive, folks. Let's just have a look. Now, this is taken right from RBN's website. By the way, if you folks don't peruse around on RBN's website, I have to give accolades to RBN for posting some of the late, I mean, you know, breaking news. I used to, you know, kind of doink around a little bit and go look here and there in the other place. But the first place I go now is RBN. And I didn't always do that, folks. So I'm just, you know, attesting to some of the great stuff that they put up there. But this is taken right from RBN's website. Just the facts. Lie number one. Russia is an enemy of the West. Now, since the Soviet empire fell, and the various satellite nations of the Eastern Bloc gained their independence. The present Russian Federation it was created in 1991. Remember? What, what was his name? Uh, 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 Ronald Reagan, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall! That was in 1991. Now, since then, 
uh, Vladimir Putin has done nothing that I know of. And folks, feel in, uh, feel free to call in if you you know if you tell me different because I'm open to suggestion. Vladimir Putin has done nothing to threaten the United States or to compromise its borders. They have not planted any military bases near the United States, nor have they posed any threat to our domestic economy. Yes, Russia is competing with the U.S. to uh, provide natural gas to Europe, but they are doing so uh, in a capital, capitalist free market manner. Their product is quicker and cheaper. And remember, it was Germany who asked Russia to build Nord Stream 2. And if the question is formulated, was the Soviet Union an enemy of the United States? Then the answer would be yes. But there is no more Soviet Union, which Reagan accurately labeled the evil empire with its expansionist military aggression. Russian President Putin has come under tremendous criticism in his own country for being conciliatory to the United States in his public addresses referencing the United States as colleagues and partners. And Putin, along with his foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has always resorted to dialogue and cooperation rather than coercive military action. And even no foreign aid bribes or meddling in the internal affairs of other nations. And when dealing with the empire and NATO, the foreign policy of Russia toward Ukraine has been strictly defensive. Now, their time is running out, just as the United States in the 1960s did not want Russian nukes in Cuba, so too Russia does not want NATO military bases and missiles inside the Ukraine. And by the way, you know, I took and looked on a map, and Putin is right. You know, when uh, uh, Khrushchev wanted to put missiles in Cuba, that was about a 1,000 miles from Washington, D.C. Well, if the United States government has their way, and they put uh, uh, missiles in uh, uh, Ukraine, that's only 500 miles from Moscow, folks. Twice as close. So when one examines, well, just the facts, what we see is Russia's unbelievable forbearance in the face of ceaseless aggression of the empire and the nonstop agitation of the Western propaganda machine. Because in February of 2014, a coup overthrew the Ukrainian government, which came to power in an election certified by the OSCE, and that's the Organization for Security and Cooperation. The president, Viktor Yanukovych, was forced to flee for his life. I'll get into a bit, little bit of that, but I just watched a, a, a Netflix documentary on this guy, Yanukovych, and interestingly enough, from what I had researched and what is being propagated by uh, Netflix, it looks to me like they put a little bit of spin on what really happened over there, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, lie number two, Vladimir Putin is a thug. According to Nikki Haley, Glenn Beck, uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, you know, name them, all those seven-figured paid individuals. This entire mantra is chanted ruthlessly by conservative commentators like, like I just said, Riley O'Hannity, uh, uh, Beck, Ben Shapiro. Nevertheless, upon examination, none of their inflammatory statements are supported by any facts or evidence, and their propaganda relies on heartening back to a bygone area, the old Soviet stereotypes, and distant memories of past decades. We'll take a break. We'll be back in three. I hear the music. Stick around. More to come.
Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? I have another update on the fundraising situation. We can accept PayPal through the RBN site. You can mail in cash, check or money order made out to RBN. The postal address is 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. If you send in a check or money order, it needs to be made out to RBN, just the three letters, RBN. And if you have any questions, call 800-724-2719, extension 3. Feel free to call on in uh, on this issue, and we'll try and get you squared away. The network thanks you. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Report. That's all right. Nobody's worried about me. I don't know how to fit that into context of this show. But anyway, uh, I told you uh, the opening of this show, we're going to get a report on Ralph Winter Road. And I thought Mike was going to come on and do it. But we got the flagship master instead, Steve Elkins. How you doing, buddy? Oh, good. Good there, Mike. Doing good. Yeah, let me give you a quick update. And I want to give you just a little comment here to what you're talking about uh, as far as oh. Putin being a thug. I watched the Hannity show last night and I was I was appalled at what I saw. But uh give you an update on Ralph. I got a hold of a neighbor, and uh, we've been back and forth texting and finding out. 
Turns out that uh, he just doesn't want to talk on the telephone. He doesn't want to text. Uh, he gets a little winded a little bit here, but he's not on a ventilator. I just want to let you know that he's not on a ventilator, so that's all good news. It sounds like he's improving, but he's still not quite there on the respiratory side, able to uh, you know to do what he needs to do. So they're kind of watching him closely. Um, as far as I know, he's still in the ICU, but I think there's pending uh, a move here pretty soon to put him back onto a med surge floor. But he's not quite out of the woods yet, so we keep our fingers crossed and keep our prayers going to to Ralph Winterode. But uh, at this point, he's stable. He's with us still. He's not on a ventilator. Good news. Yeah, it is good news. And I want to mention that uh, my son's neighbor went through the same thing, and it sounds kind of parallel to what he went through. And by the way, he's out of the hospital doing well now. But uh, uh, so that's great. But but you had mentioned, and this is this is interesting because. I tune in very rarely when I'm on the road to Sean Hannity. I'll listen to him for five or six minutes, and then I have to shut him off. But you said that you listened to his show last night, what, on television? Yeah, I watched it. Right after Tucker watched, uh, I think, 15 minutes of I was appalled, starting off with Putin is a thug, he's a killer. And uh, right away I was doing my texts and emails to other people, you know, I guess forgetting all about, what, two, three weeks ago, uh, U.S. Special Forces uh, slaughtered 13 civilians, men, women, and chi- children, um, in order to get one suspected terrorist. Uh, of course, that's off the radar. Nobody's talking about that. And, of course, it always comes back to me when uh, when other people do something and there's civilian death, but we were never held accountable for that. It's, it's pretty much U.S. exceptionalism. But uh, Madeleine Albright, when she was Secretary of State, the quote she had out there floating around saying, uh, it was all worth it. 500,000 mm-hmm. civilian deaths in Iraq was worth it. Um, and, and nobody's called a bloody killer or a thug when we do it, but somebody else has casualties and they're called a, a thug and a killer. Um, you know, this next couple of weeks, Michael, is going to be very difficult for us in the mainstream media, the, the mainstream media, the in, independent media, in that there's so much the fog of war. You know, the first casualty in war is the truth, and it's going to be very difficult for us to decipher the truth over this major disinfo, misinformation campaign that's going on. Um, you know, it's going to be Steve, tough. let me interject it's here. It's interesting you brought that up because yeah. I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't going to put this in the show today, but uh, I was reading a number of different articles earlier in the day about what I thought was, you know, that what they mentioned is the ghost of the Ukraine flying an F-16 and the, he's shot down six Russian planes. Well, there is no evidence. Nobody's confirmed that. And I thought, nope. you know, right. this is this sounds like propaganda. It's the same thing as the ghost Mel Gibson in the movie The Patriot. OK, uh, so they're throwing this kind of stuff. And this isn't the only one. They're throwing this kind of stuff out there to basically throw fuel on the fire and get the United States the American people going, rah, 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 go Ukraine. And I was Ubering the other day, and I was noticing on certain street corners uh, that they had Ukrainian flags flying. Okay, well, that's fine. You could be, you know, for Ukraine or whatever. But let's not for, for bit, uh, forget the, the premise by which Vladimir Putin has gone into this country to begin with. Go ahead. Well, I agree with you 100%. You know, we put in a coup and over over uh, toppled basically Ukraine in 2014. But you know what? What I saw yesterday was was scripted. Hannity's speech was scripted. You know when you talk about Putin being a thug, a killer, then you have to give an example. And I pointed out last night. I sat down and watched it several times. He showed a uh, a clip of a young Ukrainian girl, six years old supposedly, blurred face, 
on a gurney being rushed into an ER, supposedly. And there's so many things that don't match up with my medical training and what I saw. But I think it was a mannequin. It was not a real child. The blood color, it did not look real at all. It looked totally arterial. It was so massively red, and it wasn't that much. And an arterial bleed nose, it spurts out very, very fast, heavy flow. I didn't see that. So the blood color didn't match of what I saw on the injury. Uh, they were bagging her. They had an ambu bag. They put an intubation tube in her. They were bagging her, and they were bagging her so fast, there was no possible way you could inflate the lungs and let the lungs deflate and reinflate. There was no way you could possibly be doing what they were doing. I mean, he was just squeezing his hand so fast on the ambu bag trying to ventilate her. You don't do that. Number two is the compressions on a child for a six-year-old are not done with two hands. And this guy was pushing down like he was pushing down on an adult. And what happens if you do that is that you actually fracture the sternum. The sternum can go right into the heart, and you have death. Now, this was this CPR should have been one-handed CPR, about an inch and a half compression, the maximum inch to inch and a half compression. But this guy had two hands on, and he was pumping on this little kid like it was an adult. There's so many things that don't match up. Why have a blurry face on the picture? It's not like somebody in the United States is going to say, hey, I know that kid. Um, I think it was staged. I think it was fake. But it also went with the script and the story of Putin is a thug. He's a killer. They, they manufactured that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And As I uh, was, was doinking around on the Internet this morning, I found a number of different situations that looked similar to what you're talking about. So, yes, they're doing the same thing. You remember what they did in 9-11? I think we got a break coming up here shortly. But uh, what, what, we did, what they did on 9-11 to get all of us in lockstep going, rah, 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 yeah, let's, let's get, them here, or get them there before they bring nukes over here. You know, and uh, weapons of mass destruction, which is all proven to be false. It's the same script. It's the same narrative over and over and over again. And I scratch my head, Steve, is why the public doesn't catch on. You know, well, they get they got to demonize him in order if they do go to go to, have to go to war. Of course, you know, and propaganda works to bring out an emotion and displace common sense and critical thinking. That's the whole purpose behind propaganda. You don't think. You get emotional and you react. And if they're trying to beat the war drums right now, they're doing it because what they're showing you now is all this stuff that's not true to get your emotions up so you don't use common sense and critical thinking. And you'll go along with it, just like you did, Right. Uh, the people did. For, uh, uh, hold on a second, for, uh, Steve. Uh, hey, Mike, are we at break? Oh, Mikey. I don't, I, I might, might, are we at break? Oh, okay. You're going to let it go? Okay, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm watching the time clock here thinking, okay, the music should have popped in, but I didn't hear it. So go ahead. No, that's they're just building the case for to get approval. They need approval. America, for the most part, is sick and tired. I mean, 19 years, 20 years in Afghanistan, they've had enough of war. It's costly. They didn't. They lost. They didn't get anything out of this, really. I mean, maybe some of the corporations did, but for the most part, they lost. They lost this one. Uh, so to get approval, they're going to have to manufacture consent. And to do that, they're going to come up with fake stories. They're going to come up with fake pictures. Everything they can possibly do to demonize Putin, if we even go in that direction. Now, here's another interesting situation here is that I do believe that Vladimir Putin and the uh, Chinese president there colluded and got together. And they decided to carry out 
a campaign very similar in a coordinated effort to do this and that Putin would go to Ukraine and now China looks like to take back Taiwan and basically what they're doing is to overwhelm the generals at the Pentagon so basically pen- generals at the Pentagon are overwhelmed thumbs up their asses they don't know what to do my god we got two situations here two crises what are we going to do how can we handle this they are paralyzed right now if china moves on taiwan they have no clue of where to start on this well come on steve i mean you know they could send 8500 under general milley snowflakes so they're to blow their kneecaps off you know that ought to scare them but anyway, get the yeah, uh, you know, it's, opera- inter- it's interesting. Let's, uh, let's I'm bring sorry. in Operation what? Petticoat. Let's yeah, bring right. in Operation okay, Petticoat. But, but, you know, when you brought that up, another factor I want to throw in here. And by the way, I caught your show yesterday. And uh, uh, that 12-minute clip you played where they've ex- basically exposed Moderna. Okay, this whole thing is a perfect cover for, you know, the whole vaccine narrative that's completely falling apart. The lawsuits are flying. Uh, they, you know, now they're they're saying, okay, it's not not necessary for the masks anymore. Their vaccine program is going down the tubes. Moderna's lost seventy percent on its stock. Moderna, uh, the what's his name? Um, oh gosh, uh, was interviewed by uh, Bartiromo the other day, and he's trying to downplay the fact that the 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 the, um, the patents for Moderna for the spike protein were were patented uh, what six years ago, five years ago. Something yeah, like that. Easy. Okay. Something like that, yeah. and, and and so the you know they need something bigger to cover up for what they've done now, which has been murdering millions of people around the world with a bioweapon. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. What's What's also interesting is that is Robert Malone is smart enough to know that, of course, you know they don't they're going to try maybe possibly silence the whistleblower here, and that would be a, a something I would expect that happen. And he's been smart enough to come out there and say, hey, I'm not suicidal, everybody. I'm not suicidal. I'm not crazy. If something happens to me, guess what? I'm over the target. I was right, and they're trying to silence me. So he was smart enough to do that. I'm sure he's got some dead man switches going out there. We know. Also, but, you know uh, uh, I listened to Alex Jones' shows about 10 years ago when he had Deborah Jean Palfrey on the D.C. Madam, who had just finished writing a book. She was in Europe. And she said the same thing. She wanted to let the public know that she was not suicidal, had no intentions of committing suicide. Two weeks later, they found her dead in her mother's garage, hanging from a, a rafter. So I don't blame Dr. Malone for, for coming out and saying that, uh, because, you know, that's that's uh, right up their sleeve. That's one of their tactics. Um, yes. You know, what's happening right well, now, well, Steve, as you know. Go ahead. Yeah, what was smart, what was smart yesterday in that clip, actually it turned out to be more than 20 to 12 minutes, a lot longer. Um, and we played nearly, I think, the whole thing. In that he said, uh, this is the time now for whistleblowers to come forward and save yourself. And I'm glad he said that because I think a lot of people were being intimidated and whatever and said, you know, I, I got my, my job. But, hey, uh, you're going to be in prison here because you, you were associated, you're colluding with these people. You know what's right, you know what's wrong. And so whistleblowers coming forward right now is a great thing for us. Um, and also the insurance companies are going to be our silver bullet also because they're realizing young people are dying much faster than they normally have, and they're associating with the, the shots, the vaccine itself. So uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be working our favorites. But, you know, it's time. It's time to come over to be a witness or be on the defense because we're coming after you. Lawsuits are going to be filed now. And uh, the CVCP 
major screw up with that getting released that they withheld information from uh, ages 18 to 49 years old, adverse events, all kinds of problems with the shot itself, releasing, uh, withholding that for a reason because they didn't want it in the hands of those vax hesitancies, those vax refusers, because that's ammo. And uh, that's uh, that's uh, scientific fraud, flat out. That is scientific oh, absolutely. fraud. Absolutely, and it's not, just, cannot... it's not just for the life insurance claims. It's also auto accidents are up almost, I think, th- over 300%. You know, people are having strokes at the wheel. They're just, you know, they're just nodding out or whatever they're doing. It's because of these vaccines. So, you know, the insurance companies are going to have to step up to the plate because, you know, I've heard rumor, I don't know how true this is, that they're going to stop paying out death claims if the people have been vaccinated, I don't know. I can't confirm right. or deny that. But the bottom well, line they're, is, they're, they're going to definitely—they're definitely going to draw association there, Michael. They're definitely going to draw association. Insurance companies in business to make money. They, they don't want to get pay out too much. They now realize that vaccinated people are dying, and there's a direct causation right there. Well, it's uh, it's across the board. People are dying in every profession, including pilots, including uh, yeah, yeah, nurses, doctors, whatever. Okay, I, there was a pilot that crashed in Yuma, Arizona. I'm a pilot, so I follow this stuff. In Yuma, Arizona, in his uh, uh, twin-engine Piper, just about three months ago, he had a stroke. He was talking to air traffic control while he was flying, and they warned him that he was losing altitude. Um, and he, I believe he crashed in San Diego. He came from Yuma. And he just, you know, warbled his way and started talking, you know, uh, you couldn't understand what he was saying. And he just crashed into a house, killed a FedEx driver, I believe one of the residents in the house. This is happening all over the place. And there's, they're trying to cover this up. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's wearing thin, Steve. Um, well, it's scientific fraud. Like I said, this is a good opportunity to now. And I, I said a long, long ago, we need to dismantle, get rid of the FDA and get rid of the uh, CDCP and Child Protective Service. There's many under the uh, government umbrella of protection that need to go. They're not certainly not helping us. They're not monitoring uh, things and making sure that we're, you know, things are healthy for us. Um, I mean, the CDCP right, right away, just withholding that evidence, cherry-picking the data, uh, that's a major violation. That's scientific fraud. You cannot cherry-pick. So a good opportunity now to, uh, to uh, get uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Lewinsky on the, on the stand there, prosecute her, start prosecuting everybody associated that knows the truth. Well, and well man, but Steve, let me interject here. Here's the problem, you know, because we've seen Fauci get grilled by Rand Paul and the investigation committees. You know, you're talking about it's a good time to prosecute. Well, we've got Merrick Garland in there who won't prosecute anybody that's leaning left. And his uh, uh, his daughter or his, I believe it's his son-in-law, they're behind the critical race theory thing. Did you know that? To, up to the tune of yeah. uh, 200 million. Yeah. So so we, we haven't got a guy that's a, the head of the attorney general that's going to do anything about this with uh, uh, with the exception of let the uh, uh, BLM and uh, uh, Antifa go for you know their crimes and quietly dismiss the charges. So I will I will make a prediction. If we have an election this November, and it is legitimate, and the Democrats do go by the wayside, which I would expect that they will, then yes, it's a possibility that there will be prosecutions. But in the meantime, interim, politically speaking, I honestly don't see it happening because the guy that's sitting in there right now won't do anything. What do you think about that? Well, I think think if we have a repeat, if we have a repeat of 2020, in, in the midterms here, uh, and stealing an, another theft election here. Maybe there's a reason why they put a wall around the White House, and now 
a fence around the White House, and maybe they'll bring more guards and, and military. And they may be doing, they may pull this off again, because you're absolutely correct. Uh, at this point right now, with everything going so bad in our economy, and we're getting invaded by illegals, and, and, and on the verge of a war here, possibly getting our feet wet on that, so many problems. I mean, our State of the Union address tonight is going to be very poor. Very poor. That's the state of our union right now. We're in bad shape here. We're writing checks we can't cash. Uh, we're printing money out of control here. Inflation's going up. Um, so, you know, it, this could be a, if this is a major ripoff in the midterms, uh, maybe there's a reason why there's a wall and there's a fence around the Washington right now. Hmm. Uh, likely so. But didn't Biden just mention the other day that the United States was, uh, you know, economically sound? I mean, I, this, <laughs> this guy's living on a different planet than I am, I'll tell you. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But interesting well, that you mentioned that. Go ahead. You, you've heard, you heard Jen Psaki say this, and I couldn't believe it. she said it. This, is, this woman is amazing. I don't know how she can get up there and, and, and speak the way she does. She's a, she's a total fool. She's getting but paid very that, well. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the job. But she's saying that uh, inflation is a good thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> inflation is. is a good thing. You don't thing. agree she with her, Steve? Come on. Huh? And economics you don't agree with her that inflation is a good thing? Yeah, I mean, it's circular it. logic here. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just I'm, well, I'm you just know, with it. Another thing, and I, I want to say that we have this problem with raising the debt ceiling. And that should be illegal right off the bat. I mean, that doesn't keep you fiscally responsible. And watching the books, if you can say, "Well, we're we're in debt here, so let's uh, let's print a bunch of money up here. We'll raise the debt ceiling." I mean, imagine you and I calling up Visa. We've maxed out our credit card to twenty thousand, and we ask them to give us another twenty thousand credit, and then we quickly start writing checks and use that twenty thousand on top of the twenty we already have. Then we call them back up and say, "Hey, I need another twenty thousand extension," and we have no way of ever paying it back. That's exactly what raising the debt ceiling is it is not a way to run a government it's not financially responsible uh fiscal responsible but they keep doing it. every president seems to do this and get away with it instead of streamlining and cutting court uh, cutting areas that are, are not good uh cutting programs this is a dead program it's it's costly it's no good get rid of it no you can't do that you keep it keep the spending going the government keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we're out of control in our spending still but they already have a solution to that, Steve. Come on. It's the Great Reset. They already know it's going down, okay? So they're spending like there's no tomorrow, taking it and moving the, the fiat currency into gold, silver, and other assets before the, the House of Cards crumbles down. That's what's going on here, you know? Well, they speaking know of, speaking of which, I'm glad you Go brought ahead. that up. Glad you brought that up. $6.4 billion will sometime this week be voted on, discussed in the Congress to send $6.4 billion to you. To Ukraine? Because that's going to funnel through, and it's going to come back to somebody's pocket here in the United States, $6.4 billion, and they're just simply going to print it up, put it out there, and send it back to the United States. There's a lot of dirty money that's going to go through and back to the United States on that $6.4 okay, well, billion. Wait, wait, did you say $6.4 billion to the United States? You cut off. The United States or Israel? No, it's well, go, it's one? going to go to the Ukraine. Six point four billion dollars. Oh, okay. All right. Ukraine. Well, and look, this is just part and parcel to the reason why 
everybody's so up in arms, and I say everybody politically, about Putin, you know, making his military strategy in the Ukraine because of all the corruption going over there right now with all of the arms sales going on to the uh, the separatists, the Nazis, if you will, Azov, and there's another one or two. There's, actually, there's three factions of it. I boned up on this a little bit. And, you know, there's there's massive amounts of profits being made on the guns being supplied there. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, what was it, um, um, Volodymyr Zelensky just said anybody between 18 and 60, they're handing out AK-47s to these people. Yeah. Okay, that's really not the reason that Vladimir Putin is even in there. He's looking for the Nazis. He wants to get rid of the corruption in there, and he wants to make sure that the government is not going to, uh, uh, you know, accede or to to uh, succumb to the West's interests of basically putting missiles on their border. That's what that's what this whole thing is exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. The same thing. By the way, by the way, by the way. You know, from what I understand, the research that I did, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and I'm going to play a clip from Victoria Nuland that basically shows her thoughts on the EU, but the Ukraine is not a sovereign country, never became part of the EU. Am I correct in that? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Interesting enough, I watched a documentary on Netflix just last night that said the exact opposite and said that entire... Uh, Orange Revolution was over the Ukrainian people going into the EU, which is a total no, they lie. they did not go into the EU. They did not go no. into the EU. I looked that up. No, right. They did not. Okay. Okay, anything else before so I So basically you what you're looking at the same situation, you're looking at the same What's situation, that? you're looking at the same situation when the United States put missiles in Turkey, pointed at Russia, and then then Russia responding the same way going into uh going into Cuba with missiles. Uh, you're looking at the same situation. If the if the NATO forces are allowed to go into Ukraine, the United States will build a missile base there, and they will put missiles that will point over to Russia. This is the same exact same thing. Exact same thing. Same plan. Oh, Putin's been screaming about it for years, okay? And, they, yes, and, yes. and the United States gave government and the NATO forces, they've done nothing about it. They think it's funny. And all of the corruption, the multi-million dollars, uh, Billions of dollars that is being made by these criminals, including their own political leaders like uh, 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 Poroshenko, okay, like uh, uh, what's Yanukovych, like uh, uh, oh, I can't even remember what's his name. Um, guy's in jail right now in Georgia. Uh, name oh Mikhail um, something or another. I can't remember his name now, but he's in jail right now in in uh, in Georgia because he walked back into Georgia after he gave up his citizenship. And uh, they arrested him. Okay, he gave up his citizenship to to take over the Ukraine. All right. So anyway, that, that you know, I, I don't have those notes in front of me. But the whole thing is a cesspool full of corruption that Putin wants to eliminate. But Putin's the thug and the bad guy because he wants to eliminate. And by the way, part of that elimination is going to include, from what I understand, Biden's family business partners and Barisma and a lot of other stuff that Hunter Biden is involved in. So what do you think about that? Yeah. I, I agree, hundred uh, percent. You know, he, you know, Russia wants a security guarantee, and this is an easy fix right now. If Biden were to say, you know what, okay, NATO won't go in there, we will not put missiles in that in, in uh, Ukraine. This is an easy fix. But the United States wants to rule the world. We've got over eight hundred bases all over the globe here, and that's just another one there that would threaten our, our neighbors over there and uh, threaten the world. So. 
he wants a security guarantee. I agree. I would do the same thing. I would say, you know, you're not going to put missiles in that in this country. And uh, I think what he's doing right now, I know I'll probably get a lot of heat for it, saying you're anti-patriotic. You're not patriotic, Steve. Uh, we would do the same thing because it's, it goes against our interests. This goes against. We've already the done the same thing. We did it in 1962. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we did it all the time. Remember the Northwoods uh, uh, agreement where they tried to to, yep. to uh, blow up airliners and blame it on the Cubans. Remember yep, that? I do remember that. Okay, so so it's the same thing. When we do it, it's okay, but when they do it, killer. He's a killer and a thug, right? Yeah. Well, well that's, Trump was that's right. Exceptionalism. There's a lot of killers out there. It's exceptionalism. That's exceptionalism. Yep. United States exceptionalism. That's what it is. Hey, I don't want to take your whole show up. This is your show. I don't want to steal it. I'm going to head out of here, but it's nice talking to you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Yes, bye. ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> Steve Elkins. Uh, you know, he's come a long way, folks, since I was uh, on the network last. Uh, uh, you know, he's, he's come into his own, and uh, uh, he's pretty good now at uh, reiterating and uh, bantering back and forth. So, nice talking to you, Steve. All right, anyway, getting back to this. Got a break coming up shortly. Um, Turn the music up when it comes on, Mike, so I know it's there. Uh, Folks, Putin is a European Russian. Uh, Out of a population of 144 million people, fully 111 million live west of the Ural Mountains in the continent of Europe. In religion and culture, Putin is much more European than Asian. Yet he is demonized by the West and assailed, assaulted and assailed with constant lies. And Putin's last four presidential elections, from 2000 to 2018, he had vote margins over his closest competitor of 23.9%, 58.1%, 46.2%, and 64.9%. Now you tell me what Western politician could ever have this level of admiration and respect from his people as Putin does. He was also secretly baptized as an infant in 1952 by his mother at an underground Orthodox church ceremony. He identifies himself as a Russian Orthodox Christian and often attends Sunday services in Moscow. Is his faith genuine? Well, that's between him and God. What matters most to Russia's people is Putin's unwavering support of the church. Uh, He's very close to and supportive of the Russian Orthodox Church and has been instrumental in renewing Russia's historic symphonia relationship. I hear the music. We'll be back. Two minutes. Three minutes. Sorry. (laughs) Be right back. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. 
Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. National Intel Report. Um, I'm gonna. I've got a couple of callers on the line. I'm gonna hold them over until the first. Uh, well, until the top of the hour, uh, and then I'll take those calls. And the phone lines will be open. Uh, what is it? Five one two. I don't even remember the number now. Sorry about that. Eight hey, food. <laughs> I had it written down. Where is it? I got it. I got it. Five one two. Here we go. Five one two two four eight eight two five two. Okay. Anyway, let me continue with this here. Um, you know, Putin has been instrumental in renewing Russia's historic symphonia relationship between church and state. And in America, the government attacks the church. In Russia, church and state work together to advance a Christian culture. The Russians know without Trinitarian orthodoxy, there is no Russia. Their 1,000-year Christian faith is their foundation. And George Orwell's famous dystopian novel, 1984, and it's two minutes of hate where the people's minds were conditioned to oppose anything the ruling party wanted them to oppose. And Putin is the empire's new Emmanuel Goldstein. In reality, Putin will go down in history as one of the greatest princes, if not the greatest. In miraculous fashion, he has decoupled Russia 
from the Western banking oligarchs, severed the Russian economy from Western parasites, restored Russian defenses, and shown the nation the path to full recover, uh, recovery over after 70 years of brutal communism. And in the world of modern diplomacy, Putin is the foremost adult in the room of impulsive Western boys and avaricious megalomaniacs. Fact number two, the coup was promoted by United States officials. Neoconservatives such as Victoria Nuland and John McCain actively supported the protest and as confirmed in a secretly recorded phone call, which, by the way, I have, folks, Victoria Nuland determined the post-coup composition weeks in advance. And later she bragged that they spent $5 billion in this campaign over two decades before the uh, coup was midwifed. Newland forcefully rejected a likely European compromise agreement, which would have led to a compromised government. And she said, F the EU. I have that clip. Newland managed the coup, but guess who was orchestrating in this? this? is key, folks. Guess who was orchestrating the coup and directing all of this from behind the scenes? Vice President Biden. As Newland says in the phone call, Biden would give the ultimate attaboy to the coup leaders. And subsequently, Joe Biden's son personally benefited from the coup. And Victoria Newland has even more power now as the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs. And secret U.S. forces, such as the Central Intelligence Agency, they had to have been involved in this, folks. So I'm going to play for you the leaked phone call. In its entirety, between Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Newland and Ambassador Jeffrey Pyatt regarding the coup, it also confirms Joe Biden as the controller. Now, folks, I want to warn you that she's going to use the F word once when referring to the EU. But in this case, I believe it is important not to censor it as it shows the complete lack of respect the powers that be actually have for the EU. So when we get back, I'm going to play that clip, and then I'm going to go to the phones. We have Bruce in Texas first, and then Dave in Massachusetts. So hold on, guys. And the phone lines will be open in the second hour at, uh, what did I say? 512-248-8252. So we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Be right back. We must take the miracle back. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
campaign the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.